0: Aren't you glad that He is the God of miracles? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He's a God that is more than enough. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we love You, we worship You, we honor You, we magnify Your name. We thank You for Your sweet presence. We thank You that there is a miracle of salvation, and as wondrous as salvation is, there's a miracle that goes with salvation, and that's the miracle of being changed from the inside out, to be able to live by faith, to be able to see the impossible, and to speak it forth and allow it to come and be a reality that not only changes and enhances our lives, but it promotes the gospel, and it touches those who are in a lost and dying state. Lord, let the gospel, let the good news be more real to us than ever before tonight. Let us hear by your Spirit. Let us yield and trust you. Oh, we ask these things, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Um, There were some things that we were going to look at tonight, but during the worship service, I just feel an urgency that you and I, we need to get back to just some simple truths that Jesus taught. Amen. And understand that uh, life and death is a reality. Heaven and hell is a reality. That And the only thing between life and death is Jesus. The only thing between heaven and hell is Jesus. Amen. Um, I talked to a lot of people this past week. And I, I got a new understanding uh, of how the enemy is working in people's lives to work deception. To let them have a a confidence in a salvation that uh, might once have been real, but somewhere along the way, uh, the salvation didn't change, but their attitude and their allowance of the salvation working in their lives changed. Amen? Amen? And uh, so, uh, I think that uh, we need to have a refresher course in what the Bible says. I had a a man look me right in the face and tell me that he had never met a Christian. And he told me, he said, even Jesus wasn't perfect. Tears come into my heart. Because with all of his heart, he believed that. Because that's what his daddy told him. What are we telling people? Open up your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. I haven't prepared this. This We're just going to follow the Spirit of the Lord and see where this goes. Start with me in verse number 24, if you would. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. We'll, we'll pick us a text, and then we'll just follow the leadership of the Spirit. If you're there, say, Amen. Matthew ten twenty four. out of the mouth of Jesus. You notice it's red letter in your precious Bible. The disciple, say that's me. that's me. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough. It is sufficient. Glory. It is sufficient for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. Say so he's talking about me. As. As. Just as. As. Just as much. Amen. Amen. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, or the dung god, how much more shall they call them of his household? Verse 26. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, that speak you in the light, what you hear in the ear, that you preach upon the housetops. Verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, for you are more value than many sorrows. And finally... Whosoever therefore shall confess me before me, and him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before me, and him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. And then verse 34 is where Brother Corey was talking about this morning. But Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you. Yes. Just for word, just yes. for us, this for And I want to give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Thank you for being here tonight. Amen. amen. Uh, you and I, we have the unique opportunity and the great privilege uh, of being able to uh, be the vessel that pours out the good news, yes. that pours out the message. And, and, and the message is that... Yes, there's sin in this world, and yes, there is a devil in this world, but we know a Jesus Christ who has overcome the devil, who has made a way that you and I can overcome sin. Amen? He has made a way that we can have victory, and the victory is in and through His sacrifice on the cross. And and so, um, I I believe with all of my heart, the Lord is preparing us for a ministry to people who who are hurting, to people who are in such bondage to the things of this world and the strongholds of the devil that you and I are going to have to be able to uh, trust the Spirit of God to bring the good news out in love, but also to show them uh, that uh, there's the good things of God, but there's the bad things of the enemy. God is a good God. He doesn't uh, want to send anybody anywhere but to with Him, amen, throughout all of eternity. But we make decisions. And our decisions, just as we looked just a moment ago, our confession, our, our actions is how we truly confess whether we believe in Jesus or not. They have consequence because they set a parameter, a paradigm, if you will, of, of how uh, people, they look and they say, well, a Christian is this or a Christian is that or brother so-and-so, or sister so-and-so, they did this or said that, so that must be acceptable. Uh, and, and so you and I, we are called to a higher standard, and that standard is to the best of our ability, in the grace of God, just live this Word. And, uh, and, and so as God is preparing us, and He's going to start opening uh, up the, the, the very harvest field to us, we've got to be ready uh, to get people out of religion, And to get them in a place where they can receive grace. Amen. All right. So let's go back and let's look at some of these verses here. Now, I I want you to be excited with me tonight because of what Jesus has said about you. And and there's nothing uh, more powerful than when the Lord puts a word in your heart and he tells you who you are. Amen. Uh, Because there's nothing more discouraging and negative when the devil does it in the, uh, the flip side of the coin, if you would. But notice what Jesus said. He said that the disciple, the learner, the, the pupil, uh, is not above his master uh, nor the servant above his Lord. So we see that, that our ability to serve Jesus... I want to serve the Lord, don't you? I remember what uh, Joshua said, "As for me and my household we shall... Alright, so I can only serve the Lord uh, to, in the success level, in the fruitfulness that He would have me to be if I do the first part of this verse. See, I can only serve Him as far as I'm disciplined, as far as I'm a pupil, as far as I'm a disciple in Him. And so uh, I, I've got to see that, that, yes, when I believe and I call on the name of the Lord, I can be saved. I can be born again. But I can uh, walk like the world and live like the world and get so far away from Jesus that hell is going to come all around me. Uh, There's consequences for what we do and what we don't do, and uh, we've got to see that it's not about a one-time experience, but it's about a lifetime, moment by moment. Your, Your life is not determined by one mistake, and your life is not determined by one success. Your life is a culmination of your walking with Jesus, Amen, and, and allowing Him to take you through the valleys and get you on the mountaintop. But then take you through the valleys and bring somebody else out of the valley to the mountaintop, Amen. All of these things they're they're good things. They're 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 growth and they're and they're needful for us to be able to go where other people are. If I'm always on the hilltop, I'm never going to be able to be where somebody else is to be able to be used by the Lord to pull them into that place. And and so, but God wants us to have a reality and understanding uh, uh, of what His Word says. Now, notice what He said about you in verse 25. He said, it is enough, it is sufficient. Don't you love that word sufficient? Because that's what enough means. It means, in other words, all sufficiency from heaven. Do you think there's any lack in heaven? There's no lack in you because heaven is in you. You're in heaven because you're sitting in heavenly places, but you're walking on the earth. Amen. You're Christ's many-membered body here on earth. So he said it is enough uh, for the disciple that he is as his master and the servant as his Lord. That means to the same degree that Jesus... Well, obeyed the Father, you and I, we can hear the Word of God, we can become disciplined in it, and we can walk in that. Amen. The works, the very works that Jesus did, John 14, 12, you and I, we can do. Yeah. Amen? Now, right now, let me tell you, I don't know about you, but uh, the devil is really working hard uh, to keep certain parts of the Word to be manifested in and through my life. Come on, I'm praying the prayer of faith. Uh, We're we're trusting God. We're walking on some things. uh, And it seems like there's nothing there when, in reality, everything's there. Uh, And the devil's saying, no, you can't have that. Well, the devil's a liar. He's the father of it. And so we've got to stand our ground. And so tonight, I want you to be encouraged. If you've been praying some things, if you've been believing God, if you've been making some confessions, but you haven't seen the manifestation, just hold on. Hold on, because you are as your master. You are as your Lord. Amen. You're following His example, and so you're going to you're 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 making a stand. You're standing strong in in this world, and and as you stand strong, the enemy's going to come against you harder and harder. But that's how you and I get stronger and stronger by exercising our faith by standing on the Word. Now, I want you to notice what He said. He said that when you're in that place where you're like Jesus, uh, he, he addressed immediately that they're going to talk about you. Because why? Because you're doing something different. You're, you're not walking in a church setting. You're not serving in a religious situation. You're serving and bringing heaven, which is something the earth doesn't really understand. Come on. You're bringing the, 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 the realm of the will of the Father, His heart... You're bringing it to the earth. And so people who don't understand what God's doing, they talk about it. How do I know that? Because I was one of them. And I've had to repent about that. And guess what? I've learned from that. And because I've learned from that, that's gave me compassion to be able to help somebody else. Amen? Same way with you tonight. And so they're going to talk about us. But Jesus told us in verse number 26, he said, fear them not. Fear them not, therefore, because there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. In other words, if you need to know something, the Spirit of God is going to show you. And then you're going to know how to pray against their word cur- So Tonight, right now, I want you to know, um, and I've got to be cautious because we've got such a different audience, but yeah, the, 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 the word curses are real. Whether you understand it or know it or not, and the devil loves to use people who um, uh, don't have understanding or who uh, may be a little cold in their heart to use word curses. But you and I, we got to stand strong, and we got to say, like uh, uh, when Balak come to Balaam, you and I, we got to stand strong and say, "Listen, whom God blesses." Cannot be cursed, right? And so I'm not going to let that word curse get me into a place where I'm uh, out of the perfect will of God where I can be, I can curse myself. I can allow that word to take hold on me. I'm going to stand strong. And so uh, you and I, we need to be in the place where when trouble comes, right now there's some trouble. There's some trouble in people's lives. There's some, there's some things that's happening, and you and I, we need to say, God, I thank you that the cover is being taken off. I thank you the secret thing's being revealed, and you're going to show me as a blood-washed child of God how I can be used to help in this situation. God wants people to come out of the influence of hell. He wants them to come out of the influence of judgment. He wants them to come into the place of blessing place of provision. Amen? And so you have this assurance. As Jesus walked, what did He do? He walked to the lady we talked about this morning that was sitting there at the well. He he talked to the woman in, in the Uh, there that was caught in the very act of adultery. And what did He do? He ministered grace to them. He ministered truth to them that brought them out of where they were at and they had a change of life. You and I were fixing to be in a place and a position where the anointing is going to fall like never before and we're going to see people have a change of life, a lifestyle that comes out of the stronghold of the enemy and it comes into the blessing of the Almighty God. Amen? We're in that season. It's here. I can taste it. I know you can, too. I can feel it. There's an anticipation. There's an urgency. And we're going to see it come to pass. Amen? All right. Now, notice what he said. He he said in verse 27, he said, I'm going to tell you some things in the darkness. Come on. We know that, that Satan, he is the prince of the power of the air. We know that he is the worker of darkness. But in the midst of the darkness that the devil's working right now to bring strongholds and to hurt people, Jesus is talking. What did the Holy Ghost do when He was hovering upon the face of the deep and there was darkness everywhere? He spoke. Let there be light. So right now, I want you to have a confidence. Uh, That uh, Those that you're praying for That you're believing God for That God is going to speak something In that dark situation In that misunderstanding In that storm And light's going to come There's going to be a revelation Come to you You're going to know how to pray How to witness You're going to know what to do When to do it And you're going to have the assurance That the word come from heaven And if it come from heaven It's going back to heaven Amen That's your confidence tonight Alright Now notice what he said he said that uh, I, I want you to be in the place where you shout from the housetops uh, what, what you hear in that darkness. In other words, God shows you and I some things and He makes us a steward. When He brings revelation to you, you're a steward. I'm a steward of that revelation, that truth, that light. And He wants us to be in the place where we uh, get the truth out. Uh, right, like we've been talking about, we, we, we all feel it in our heart that the church has kindly set back and, and we've kind of kept our mouth shut because we didn't want to offend anyone. We didn't want to uh, rock the boat, you know, and all of those things. We're coming to the, the time now where it's not going to be about any numbers. It's not about uh, whether we uh, offend somebody to keep them out of church. No, we want to offend them to get them in this Bible. I don't know about you, but when somebody tells me something that shakes me, I look to see if it's true or not, don't you? Amen. But See, if we don't offend them in the sense of making them say, is that in the Bible? Did God really say that? Is that real? If we don't make them question some things. Right now, they're just walking along and they're being led by the enemy, hook, line, and sinker, that this is the way that the world is. This is the way it's going to be. And you and I, we've got to say, "No, wait a minute. God is the Creator. And He created us and he knew what he made and he didn't make any mistakes amen and 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 so we've got to stand strong and we've got to say listen i need to to say some words in love because the bible says if i'll speak the truth in love it'll cause somebody to hear and grow up amen we want people to grow up into the truth And, and notice what he said he said when you're shouting from the rooftop he comes back to the place that you can't be in fear he said in verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, or are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You, you and I, when we make a stand, the devil is going to do anything and everything he can to try to get you and I to tremble. But we tremble in the sight of God. Yeah. Amen? Well, that's That's the one that we reverence. And so... Yes, the the enemy can do many things. And, and I love what Brother Corey said this morning. You know, the enemy can kill social situations. He can kill uh, all of these things that are in the negative. But he can't go beyond what God, God's hand is on you. God's hand is on me. And so we got to stand in there. And when the enemy comes against us, we got to stand up and say, no weapon formed against me. It's not going to prosper. I feel the weapon. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's coming against me. It's doing this it's doing that. But it's not going to stand. Amen. Because I'm, I'm hearing what God wants me to do. I know that I'm here to make a difference. I, I, and my reverence is toward God. And when we reverence the Lord, He holds us up. He puts us in that place where we know that our feet are on the, 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 the solid ground. Okay. Now, all of this happens where people can make a confession of faith that's real. Right, right now, you and I—we've talked to a lot of people, uh, you know, and they've made a confession of faith. But if if there's nothing behind that confession, what have you got? See, behind our confession of faith, Jesus has got to be there. I, I, I can, you know, I can say that I believe because the Bible tells me in the Epistle of James that the demons—they believe, they tremble, but there's no action. There's no work there. There's no change there. And so if there's no change in somebody's life, then you and I, we need to love them enough to tell them, hey... You have got to come back to the cross because I know I've got to come back to the cross all the time because God's changed me in one way and I'm free, I have victory and I have deliverance. But in another way, I need another look at the cross. I need another dip in that very pool of the blood of Jesus. I need another washing of the water of the Word because that makes me strong. It makes me free. It's the truth that makes me free. And and so I, I want you to think about what Jesus said there. Drop down to verse 32. We're going somewhere. Stay with me. Uh, He said, Whosoever there shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father. Now, this word confess, it means not just to speak words, but it means to assent. In other words, it means to let your confession bring your lifestyle together. In other words, your words and your works, they uh, become... How do you say the word? What what do we do to milk? Milk. The other one. Yes. That way it doesn't separate. That's what God wants. He wants to shake us up in the spirit where there is no separation between our words and our works. You know what I mean? No matter how long we sit on the shelf, we're not going to separate because when we took off the shelf, we're ready to go. When we're poured out, we're just as good as we was when we was bottled because you and I were not aging. Come on. We're not going down. We're going up. We're going to do what God would have us to do. So, uh, he, he said, I, I want you to to, to to cause people to understand what it truly means to make a confession. So tonight, I want you to know that your confession in your life has touched me. Your confession in your life is empowering me. It's encouraging me. It's strengthening me. Sometimes when I feel so weak, I, I, I just close my eyes and, and, and I start thanking God for what He's done in your life. And when I start thanking God for what He's done in your life, the trial, the trouble, the, the, the storm that I'm going through, it gets my focus off of me. And I see the victory in your life. And before I know it, I start rejoicing. And when I start rejoicing, then the victory that I thought was gone from my life is just as real and powerful as it ever was. Amen? Come on, God's alive. He's alive on your heart, on the throne of your heart. And, and He's on the throne of my heart. And so He's wanting to do some things. But we've got to stand strong in, in, in this uh, day of deception. We've got to make a stand. And and, and so there's some things that I don't uh, necessarily like talking about and I don't like preaching about. Uh, but we, we've got to be balanced. You know, we, we, uh, we've got to cover uh, the full spectrum. So with that being said... Let's go to Luke chapter sixteen, Luke chapter sixteen. Now look starting at verse number nineteen and we're, not, we're just going to teach a little bit here and so you just hang with me Luke chapter sixteen, verse number nineteen um, I mentioned this yesterday. <clears throat> You know, okay. Luke sixteen nineteen. There is a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and he fared sumptuously, brilliantly from the Greek every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Now you remember we preached on uh, resurrecting the priesthood and, and we talked about Lazarus as the Greek form of Eleazar. Eleazar was Aaron's son. And so when Jesus raised Lazarus in John chapter 11, He was raising uh, back up the priesthood. You know, we talked about you and I were modern-day priests of God and we're to teach the difference between the clean and the unclean, the profane and the holy. That's your job. That's my job uh, in these last days. And so here I want you to see that uh, as, as, hold that in your heart as we read this uh, uh this very, it's a hard teaching. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Now, now can you imagine? Can you get, get your mind's eye on here? Here is this, this rich man. It says that every day was better than the day before. And see, this is what the devil does in certain people's lives—to keep them from uh, seeing that they have a need of salvation, seeing that they have the need of the Lord. Because there's some people that that you and I we, we we all know and we look at, and it looks like they have need of nothing. Right. I, I mean, they have they have all the money they need. It looks like they have their health, and then and then you talk with somebody, and, and they say, "Why?" Why am I going through this? why Why do I have this need and and, and, and the wicked has this and the wicked is doing that? Do you know the devil He can bless the devil can bless somebody all the way to hell. Come on now, he can't. He, he, the devil, he, he is the one that is the ultimate deceiver. And so here this man is. He lives his whole life and he never has an understanding that he has a need for God. He never has a thought for anybody else. Can you imagine Lazarus laying out there at his gate every day? He walks in and out of that gate and never once thinks about him. That's a hard heart. That's a heart that's got problems. That's a heart that is in need of touch of a Savior. Amen. That's a heart that is oblivious to the world that's around them. Do you realize right now that there's people doing all sorts of sinful things as the devil influences them and they're oblivious to the Spirit of God that is trying to touch them and draw them? Come on, the church has got to be the church. Come on, the church has got to be the church. We've got to be... The representation of Jesus Christ and and make people hungry. Come on, as your disciple. Come on, as your master. Come on, you are as the Lord. You're the disciple of the Lord as Him. You are the the very servant uh, 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 of the Most High God. You are as God wants you to be. Amen? But you've got to believe it. I've got to believe it. All right. Verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried... By the angels uh, into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. So, uh, we've got to look at this. This is before the cross. And so, we understand that uh, there were compartments. And so, the compartment of those uh, uh, that were justified, they went to the bosom of Abraham. A place of comfort. A place... uh, Uh, a top and a shadow of of heaven, if you would. And so the angels come and got Him. Aren't you glad that when you and I take our last breath that the angels are going to take us to God? They're going to take us to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to think about it. Uh, There may even be a loved one, whoever that you need to see the most that would come with them and would escort. Because how many times have you seen somebody transition? And they start calling out a loved one's name. They're not hallucinating. Come on. They're looking into the Spirit. They're seeing what you and I can't see. And with the angel that God has had with them all their life to take them back. Come on. We have at least two that's with us all the time. He may allow somebody to help us transition. That's the kind of God that we serve. Can you imagine, though, picking Lazarus up and carrying him all the way to heaven? we got something to talk about. We've got something to tell people. There is more than just this life. And the the gospel, the good news is that God has a plan for you that is beyond the here and now. Amen? All right. So, uh, verse 23. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, talking about the rich man, being in torments and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, this word torments, it's an interesting Greek word. It's a word that means touchstone. Uh, Got to be politically correct. Uh, You know, like you used to, there's an old saying about... Well, I can't say that. Okay. Yeah, the the you know how they used to the way they would check and see whether gold was gold and silver was silver, you'd have a certain stone, and when you rubbed it on that stone, it would tell you if it was genuine gold or genuine silver, whatever the precious metal was. And, and so uh the, the the rich man here, he had been rubbed across the touchstone and he wasn't genuine. Come on, he's in torments and he's in a place of judgment because he didn't have the reality of relationship uh, through God the Father. Now, you and I, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, but we've got to be saved in real. We, it cannot be a false ascension. It's got to be a confession of faith that produces fruit. Amen? Because John the Baptist said, "...bring forth fruit that is meat for repentance." In other words, your repentance, my repentance, it's going to bring forth fruit. If I have no fruit in my life, maybe I have not. Come on now. I, I, I'm not trying to get on your toes. I'm, I want you to be in the place, the position where we can help people. Yeah. We, we've got to show them there's a way to be born again. And there's a way just to come into a church. Right. And we can't just come into a church. We've got to come into a relationship yeah. with God Almighty. And it only comes by the cross of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and he seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Verse number 24. And he cried, and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Now, I want you to think about this just for a second. Now, we're going to plow this a little bit deep, and if you... And if you don't want to go there with me, then you just sit it on a shelf. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, he said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But then you drop on down to verses 36 and 37, and he talks about that by my words, I will be justified. By my words, I'll be condemned. And so, remember Jesus said that I have to learn to have that confession that... What's the word, Michelle? Yes, that brings my works and my words together. And so uh, here, the rich man, he had words, but his words weren't with his works. And everything that you speak that is not with your work, everything that I speak that's not with my work, if we don't keep it under the blood, if we don't keep it on the cross of Calvary, then God has to judge that and the fire of God come upon him because his words were over here, his works were over here, there's no unity there, and he's in a place of torment. He's in a hurtful place. And so, immediately, what does he say? He says, would you send Lazarus? That he just dipped the tip of his finger in the water. In other words, what does Ephesians chapter 5 tell us? We're cleansed by the washing of the water of the Word. Let Him bring just one word to me. Do you feel the anointing on this? Now I'm in a place right now my heart's breaking because I've seen people and they're in such a mess. They need Jesus so bad and you look at them and their eyes... I've been able, barely been able to function today because of what I have seen in the Spirit. Okay. He said, Father Abraham, would you get Lazarus just to bring one word? One, you see how valuable one word is when you're in judgment? Right now it doesn't mean anything to people. They're walking around and they're hearing all sorts of things and they're living their life. They don't know how valuable that one word of Jesus is. But you and I, we've got to tell them it's too late for the rich man. It's too late. But those out there who are still alive, who are still breathing, it's not too late. And we've got to get that one word. That one word to them that will cause them to believe in a Savior that will make them free. That will deliver them from the stronghold of hell. From the stronghold of the devil. And it will make them a child of God. They'll be translated from the kingdom of darkness unto the kingdom of God's dear Son. Amen? The kingdom of light. One word. Verse 24, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. I want to change my words is what he's saying. I want to change my confession. Verse 25, but Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented, thou art judged. I don't have to be judged tonight. You don't have to be judged. Nobody has to be judged if they will accept the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross of Jesus, He took all of our judgment for whosoever will. If you and I will allow Him, He will take my judgment of my sin, of my shortcomings, of everything I've ever done, He will take it for me. It will be nailed to His cross. And so we've got to tell people, listen, all you've got to do is give it to Jesus. Let the grace of God come into your life. Let the victory that the cross brought, the victory's not defeat. The victory of the cross is the answer and it goes on and on and on. Amen. Verse 26. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. And from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. In other words, Abraham said, hey, it, you know, it, it's set. It's set. It's, it's, there, there's a time of grace. Right now, you and I, were in the last moments of the dispensation of grace, the grace of God. This is it. We're, we're, the, the sun is setting on this age as we know it. And it, when, when the, the when the door closes on that moment of grace, then, oh, my, 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 my. And so we've got to be so serious. And we've got to uh, take every ample opportunity uh, to, to, to be prayer-minded and to be willing to go wherever the Lord would have us to go. And when we're willing, guess what? It makes anything and all things possible because God's looking for somebody that He can pour His Spirit out of. Okay. Notice verse 27. Then said He, I pray Thee, Father. Now, this is the rich man. He he lacked nothing. Remember what it said? It, It said in verse 19, There was a certain rich man which clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously, brilliantly every day. What's his word now? Verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, talking the Father Abraham, that thou wouldst send him to my Father's house. If we're not busy about the Great Commission now, can you imagine? Here, He never was interested in spreading the gospel. He wasn't interested in a track. He wasn't interested in giving away a Bible. He wasn't interested in anything. But all of a sudden, when he's seen that the judgment of God was real, he gets evangelistic. Amen. And he said, I want you to send somebody to my house. Well, you and I tonight, how much more evangelistic do we need to be? Do we need to realize and we need to understand that this is one shot at grace? One shot. I don't need to be caught up in my feelings and my emotions or how somebody has said this or said that, how they've hurt me or not hurt me. I need to be in the place and the position where I recognize it's God's grace or it's the devil's hell. Amen. Look what he said, verse 28. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they come unto this place of torment, this touchstone. He said, I, I've got five brothers, and I don't want them to be here. So if you and I, if we could talk to a dead man, if we could come to the to reality of what's being said here. Because see, there is a second death. And that second death, that's the end. Come on, that's a, set, that's a separation from God for eternity. That's not darkness. That's outer, utter yeah. darkness. He said, I, I, I want somebody to, to, to send a message to them. I don't want them to come to this place. Verse 29, And Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. In other words, you and I, we, we've got to get out of the, the, the thinking that we've got to have supernatural. We're going to have supernatural, don't get me wrong. But this Word is supernatural. This Word is Jesus. And so what God will do, He's going to give you and I a, a, an audience. And He's going to give us an anointing for that audience. And we're going to be able to give them this Word. And then He's going to confirm the Word then with signs following the world is looking for signs first and they'll never get it Jesus said you're looking for a sign let me give you one you look to Jonah he said as he was in the belly swell for three days and three nights I'm going to be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights that's the only sign you're going to get Pharisee legalistic come on now so Jesus he, he will do what he said he would do but we've got to get the word to people first Come on, I've been to church with people. And you have too. And they're not in church now. They don't have a relationship with God now. And they saw the very same signs and wonders that you and I saw. So signs and wonders won't do it. It has to be Jesus, the Word. It has to be a relationship. All right. Abraham saith unto him, May have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. Verse 30. And he said, Nay, Father, Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Verse 31. And He said to them, If they will hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Who rose from the dead? And if they still don't? We've got such an important role. We don't understand how important it is. You were saved. God saved you. For this last moment of grace. Come on. You've got to get that in your spirit. You've got to renew your mind to that truth. That God entrusted you and I to the last day harvest. There is a reason why you're here. It's not by accident. It's not by mistake. It's because God knew that you would do what He called you to do. He knew that you would trust Him. Amen? Amen? So that's a fact. And so let's believe it just as Jesus is. Amen. <clears throat> okay, let's go back just for a second. I'm in closing back to Matthew chapter 10. Verse number 38. Acts ten thirty eight. Jesus said, "And he that taketh not his cross, and follow after me, is not worthy of me." Now, this word "follow after" it means to accompany; it means to be in the same way with. From the Greek. Now, remember what Jesus said in John fourteen six. He said, "I am the way." And so, uh, uh, to accompany, to follow Jesus. If I say I'm a believer then I've got to have my cross that is hooked into His cross and I've got to be going where He would have me to go. I can't say that I'm a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ that is a disciple. Now, I can say I'm a believer and and all of that, but if I'm going to say I'm a believer and a follower, I've got to have my cross hooked into His cross. And notice what He said. How do I know that? Because it says... He that finds his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. I've got to recognize that there's some things that I want to do. All honesty, there's some things I want to do. Well, I'm not going to be able to do them. I I mean, God will give me the the, the free will to do it, but I'll be out of His will. There's some places I, I, I would like to go and some things I would like to do, but if I do that, I'm going to have to lay down what He... Is destined for me. So I've got to make a decision. Am I going to be in His way? Not in His way blocking Him, but in His way accompanying Him. Am I going to do that? And yes, I'm going to do it. We have to make that choice because it's not about you and I. Now, I want you to see something so critical here. If you're in accompaniment with the Lord, uh, uh, Brother Corey and Brother Justin would have to help me out with this, but think about... When, when they're accompanying each other, when, when when the harmony's coming, when the music's coming together, uh, everything sounds good. Everything just works well. So, if when I'm in, in perfect accompaniment with the Lord, it's going to make that sound that's going to ring out victory. It's going to ring out grace. It's going to cause people to see the truth. Amen? And, and, and so, uh, think about... Jesus said in John chapter 12, He said that when, uh, when a, a seed falls in the ground and dies, it comes forth and it brings forth much fruit, right? Alright, so when you and I, when we die in Jesus, we have the assurance and the promise we're going to come back and bear much fruit. In other words, your one life, my one life, if we die unto the Lord, we have this assurance that it's not going to be in vain that it's going to produce fruit and fruit and fruit. We're talking about souls. We're talking about seeing people saved, amen. But if I just live my life and do what I want to do, I'm going to live and die, and that's the, all the fruit I'll ever have. Amen. Now, why am I telling you that? I know you know that, but we've got to convey this message to people who think that, that uh, their life is about the new car, it's about the bigger house, It's about all of these, and none of those things are wrong if Jesus is in the right place in them, amen? But what I mean is they're settling for the devil's substitutes. And you and I, we're going to be able to be used by the Lord to give them the real